from the New Media Institute at the University of Georgia. Hello and welcome to the Georgia On Your Mind podcast, a series that explores the relationship between the state of Georgia and the university that lives within the heart of it. Each week, a new episode will dive into an area that the state excels in and how the University of Georgia acts as a major contributor to that success. It might be hard to believe, but we have almost 10 million acres of land in Georgia devoted to agriculture. Of agricultural exports from Georgia from the last 15 years to nearly tripled. These agribusinesses provide jobs and pump even more money into the state's economy. Welcome back to the Georgia On Your Mind podcast. I'm Erin Reine, your host, and today we'll be exploring the largest and most well-known industry within the state of Georgia, agriculture. Please welcome back Berkeley, who helped interview our two guests for this episode. Hey everyone, happy Friday. This week, I got to interview Dr. Laura Perry Johnson, who works for UGA in the College of Agriculture and Environmental Sciences, also referred to as CAES or College of Ag. Bailey interviewed our other guest, Cassie Ann Kiggin, and she also works for the College of Ag. But before we introduce the two of them and their specific roles, we wanted to give you guys some insight into what makes the agriculture industry such a powerhouse in the state of Georgia. Yeah, so obviously a podcast about industries in Georgia would not be complete without an episode on agriculture. According to the UGA Center for Agribusiness and Economic Development, agriculture contributes approximately $69.4 billion every year to the state of Georgia. One in seven Georgians work in agriculture, forestry, or a related field, and that brings over 42,000 operating farms across the state, as well as 9.9 million acres in production. When people think about agriculture in the state of Georgia, they immediately think of peaches. Obviously, we're known as the peach state, but we actually produce so much more. We learned that Georgia is the top producer of peanuts, pecans, blueberries, and spring onions, and Georgia performs well in these areas for a variety of reasons. Georgia farmers take a lot of pride in their work, and they're actually able to grow these crops in a variety of different areas, so it definitely you know, makes it easy for us to excel in a bunch of different things, both with crops and animals. So now back to our two guests. While both of these guests work for the university, we still feel like we gained a very good understanding of the industry as a whole in addition to the role that UGA plays within this industry. Dr. Laura Perry Johnson went to UGA and earned not just a bachelor's, not just a master's, but also a doctorate degree during her time here. And she's now the associate dean for extension for the College of Agriculture and Environmental Sciences. Cassie Ann Kiggin graduated from UGA back in 2013 with two degrees in Spanish and International Affairs, and she's now the Chief Communications Officer for the College of Agriculture and Environmental Sciences. We're now going to introduce you to Dr. Laura Perry Johnson first and hear about her role within the college and what that entails. Um, so to start, could you just introduce yourself to us and to our audience? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what your role within the College of Agriculture is. Uh, my name's Laura Perry Johnson. I'm the Associate Dean for Extension in the College of Agricultural and Environmental Sciences. And uh, what that means is I'm basically one of three associate deans that is responsible for one of our three mission areas. Um, those are teaching, research, and extension. Mm -hmm. And if you're not familiar with Cooperative Extension, it is a statewide or actually a nationwide network uh, that delivers research-based information from land-grant institutions and take it, takes it out to the people of the state. Something we learned during her interview is that Dr. Johnson developed a passion for agriculture from a very young age. She actually grew up on a farm in South Georgia and would always hear her father say that agriculture is the engine that drives the state. And that, combined with her love of animals, caused her to attend UGA as a freshman as an animal science major. As Berkeley mentioned, she went on to earn three degrees from UGA, which gave her a very holistic viewpoint of the industry and gave her the expertise needed to come back and take this job with cooperative extension. But let's hear it from Dr. Johnson herself. 
And could you tell us a little bit about how you ended up in this role and what your responsibilities in that role entail? Okay. Uh, Well, I grew up on a farm in South Georgia. My kids are the seventh generation to live on that farm. And so agriculture has pretty much always been in my blood. When I came to University of Georgia as a freshman, um, I really wasn't sure, like most freshmen, what I wanted to do. Um, But I ended up uh, coming to the College of Agriculture and Environmental Sciences. I'd grown up showing livestock. So Uh, Animal science was my major, and I loved animal science. I got an undergraduate degree in animal science. Then I wasn't exactly sure what I would do, so I decided, like most students, that maybe I should get a master's degree. Mm -hmm. So I got a master's degree in meat science, and then I ended up getting my Ph.D. in meat science and Mm -hmm. muscle biology and thought that I would be promoting red meats or doing something in the meat industry. But um, as life works out, um, I ended up getting a job with Cooperative Extension in Georgia, and I was just going to stay here for a a little while, and uh, that was over 30 years ago. Um, I have loved um, every day of my career in Cooperative Extension. I've had many different jobs, but um, finally moved into this job of... I'll be on my ninth year um, in this position and just loved being able to serve the people of Georgia in our different program areas, which include family and consumer sciences, ag and natural resources, and 4-H youth development. So pretty much if you are a farmer, a family, or someone in the community, Mm -hmm. then we serve you in extension. So um, I've loved to have the opportunity to do that. As Dr. Johnson mentioned in her introduction, Cooperative Extension is a network that extends all across the nation. In addition to Extension, one of the other main pillars of CAES is teaching, which is basically educating the general public on the importance of agriculture and the changes that we can all make in our everyday lives to help preserve the industry for as long as possible. So oftentimes what we do is we translate that information into easily digestible language for Mm -hmm. people so that they can use that. But we also, it's a two-way street. We're often feeding needs assessment from communities across Georgia back to the university saying, here's a problem. Do we have the expertise to solve that problem? Yeah, you guys are kind of like the translators between the university and the people. That's super cool. And if you could just kind of in like one or two sentences, what would you say the overall mission of the Cooperative Extension is? Well, that is very easy because we have a purpose statement, and our purpose is to translate the science of everyday living for farmers, families, and communities to foster a healthy and prosperous Georgia. So anything we can do to make the people of Georgia or the communities of Georgia healthier and more prosperous is what we do. And that is in a very broad sense of the word. So it might be financial literacy, it might be physical health, it might be even rural health or stress uh, with farmers. In addition to the crops we identified when introducing today's topic, Georgia is also the top producer of a few animals as well. Georgia is especially well known for producing chicken, which is the largest segment of agriculture in the state. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, poultry production is responsible for creating a little under 90,000 jobs, a little over $4 billion in farm gate value, which is the price of farm produce directly from the producer, and a little under $30 billion in revenue every year. Well, in Georgia, we're really known for our poultry. We're the top poultry producing state in the nation. 
Um, so that is definitely something that is important. We also grow a lot of cattle, a lot of livestock. We're what you might call a cow-calf state. That means that we aren't um, keeping animals all the way through their lifetime, but we're um, managing brood cows that will produce mm-hmm. offspring, and um, that's really the sector of the beef industry that we work with the most. As far as row crops, our top two row crops are cotton and peanuts. Um, we grow over half the peanuts that the United States produces. Uh, We are one of the top producing cotton states in the nation, too. But something that has really developed over the last 20 years is Georgia's vegetable industry. Mm -hmm. Um, We grow probably close to 50 different fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. Uh, So South Georgia particularly is very conducive to um, two, sometimes three growing seasons in a year. So we can produce a whole lot of vegetables Mm -hmm. um, in a short amount of time in South Georgia. When asked why Georgia is so successful in this industry, Dr. Johnson mentioned a few reasons, but she specifically emphasized the climate. This obviously refers to the physical climate, which allows our crops to grow in a variety of different areas, but also the political climate of the state, which encourages lawmakers to keep the economic impact of agriculture at the forefront of their minds when making political decisions. And how would you say Georgia fares when it comes to farming and agriculture? Oh, I often tell people that this is absolutely the best place in the United States to be for agriculture. Um, We have so many things going for us in the state of Georgia. Um, Some of our big competitors would be like Florida, California, Texas. But in Georgia, we're blessed with a very temperate climate, a climate that lends itself to growing a lot of uh, crops. We also have very abundant water supplies. We have great soil and other natural resources. We also have a a political climate that is very um, conducive to agriculture. Um, Our elected officials appreciate the fact that agriculture is the number one economic driver in this state. And so many of our laws and regulations and policies um, are developed with that in mind. Uh, We also um, are really situated very nicely to where we can be the uh, one of the really growing epicenters for um, food production in the United States. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, we did a lot of preliminary research into this, but it's Mm -hmm. good, especially for our audience to know, Uh because part of it is just educating them about the Mm -hmm. industry itself. Because I bet there are a lot of people within Georgia that don't even realize how much of an agricultural powerhouse we are. It's so interesting because really, if you look across the nation, um, it's about 1% of the population that's involved in farming. Mm -hmm. But of course, everyone eats. And um, yesterday I was meeting with the commissioner of agriculture for Georgia, and he's very fond of saying, you know, food security is national security. You know, a country that can feed itself um, is way more secure. So So it is very important that people understand how important that is. But in Georgia, as far as economics, agriculture is the engine that really drives this state. We chose to interview Dr. Johnson because we knew she would have a valuable perspective on agriculture in Georgia as a whole. But after attending UGA and working there for almost a decade, she gave us some early insight into how UGA acts as a major contributor. I I would like to think that the role that the land-grant institution plays in this state, the success of the University of Georgia, and the long history that UGA has of supporting agriculture in this state, we do a tremendous amount of research in the College of Ag and Environmental Sciences that 
are making discoveries today that are going to be informing agriculture for the next 20 or more years to come. And in cooperative extension, we have what we call extension specialists embedded in academic departments. They're doing a lot of the applied research that are answering the problems that are happening today. And then that pipeline feeds on down to the local level. And we have county extension agents that are very skilled at what they do, and they become local experts. So that whole pipeline really is the research and development arm of agriculture in Georgia. And I think that really is another thing that contributes to our success. All right, guys, we're going to take a short break now. But when we come back, we'll meet Cassie Ann Kiggin to build on what Dr. Johnson just mentioned and learn more about the research and other initiatives that the College of Ag here at UGA is currently working on. We already learned about the College of Agriculture and Environmental Sciences from our interview with Dr. Johnson, but our next guest, Cassie Ann Kagan, brings a fresh perspective to her role because she doesn't have that same background in farming. Let's start by introducing yourself. Who are you and what do you do for the College of Ag? Absolutely. So thanks for having me here. Um, my name is Cassie Ann Kagan. I'm the Chief Communications Officer for the College of Agricultural and Environmental Sciences. It's a very long name. So for, throughout this interview, I will kind of in discussion, I'll just refer to it as CAES because it's a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, so I'm an Atlanta native. I grew up um, in Peachtree Corners and then I went to undergrad at UGA. And so I received um, two degrees, one in Spanish and one in international affairs. And then shortly thereafter, I went and got my master's degree at American University in Washington, D.C. Um, and I focused on inter intercultural relations and international communications. Um, and I really loved it there. I met my husband there and uh, we were up there for eight years. And then I recently moved back to the Athens area in April of 2021. And time goes by super fast. And um, and then took this new role at CAES. Something interesting that Cassian mentioned is that she did not have a background in farming before accepting this position, but thought that her background in communications would help bridge the gap between the industries and the stories we tell about it. Regardless of what people know about agriculture to begin with, it's important to share these stories and identify how it affects every aspect of our lives. Within CAES, there are a number of programs that do just that. This next question is about how UGA specifically helps the industry flourish, what sort of programs there are to teach students or citizens or um, people in the state, learn more about the industry and how they can take the research that the college does and actually apply that. Yeah, that's a great point. So UGA has a profound effect on the agriculture industry um, and really helps, you know, it is, I mean, maybe I'm a little biased because I work for UGA, but I think that we're one of the main drivers that help keeps um, agriculture strong in the state. Um, so I have some stats. Uh, we see, yes, I, I believe I might, you know, might be off a number too. So I'll just do some estimates here. But um, we have about four, a little over 1,400 students at CAES that are in the undergraduate. And then um, post-secondary students, we have over 700. So to support these students, we have programs in different departments and we have nine different departments. And I am going to list out these departments because I think it'll blow your mind on how diverse and how wide our specialties go um, to prepare people um, to learn about ag, but to also even go beyond, I would say, the traditional when you think of ag, like the cows and plows, which I want to be respectful towards, you know, love cows and plows. But ag is so much more, um, you know, it's it's hard science. And so I will list these off because I think it's kind of it makes it gets me excited. But we have horticulture which I mentioned before, entomology. We have one of the best entomology programs in the world. 
um, food science and technology. And in food science and technology, we have the Center for Food Safety, as well as Food Pick, which is a program in Griffin, Georgia, where we actually test pr- food products and then bring them to the market. So if c- corporates want to specialize or make make the best granola bar possible. They'll come to our researchers in Griffin and be like, I want to improve on this granola bar. And then we'll take that and then we'll make it the you know the best product they can and then we'll help them bring it to market. So that's really cool. One of the main advantages of the cooperative extension is how far it reaches beyond UGA's campus. With an office in every county, 159 to be exact, the resources it provides are accessible to everyone, including those who live in rural areas in Southern Georgia. So kind of talking about... Georgia farmers and rural communities. Can you kind of touch on how our extension offices are a resource to those people and how we can help almost directly to those local communities? Yeah, that's a great question. So UGA is a, you know, directly supports the rural communities and the farmers of Georgia. That is, um, that's a, uh, you know, one of the, I would say, bread and butter of our extension programming. Um, so for those who are not aware of UGA extension, um, we really to call that as the front door to UGA. And so we have offices in every county in Georgia, 159 offices, and they are unique to meet the needs of each county and of each area in the, in, in the state of Georgia. Um, in fact, I was just closing up some data for a report we were doing, and we have a like 1.6 million in-person contacts because of extension in the state of Georgia alone. So it really thrives on how do we find the need in that county or in that community? And of course we have the research that we can translate for them, um, sometimes literally translate into whatever language, but also to just like take the the more science um, speak and then bring it to the local farmer or in the rural areas um, to help them with their either crop production or et cetera. As Cassie Ann is going to touch on in just a moment, UGA is a key player in the agriculture industry for two main reasons. The first is the research that CAES does on the problems that farmers are facing and the potential solutions that could be implemented. The second is the talent that CAES fosters through its students and their academic programs. Now, in your opinion, how do you think the industry in Georgia would be affected if UGA wasn't a player in the ag industry or just wasn't wasn't here? Oh, I love this question. Um, my marketing brain is going to come out here. Um, so if UGA was not a part of the discussion or, or a key player at the table when it came to um, this industry, you know, it would, I don't think it would thrive the way it would as it's going and the way it has been. Um, so, and obviously again, I'm a little bit biased because I get to see the ins and outs and how the sausage is made, if you will, of all that goes behind um, what we do for the state. Um, but we also um, have the, I kind of like have this analogy where we think about if, if UGA or the state is a company and how CAS is the um, arm, uh, it's the research and development arm for the company. And so we have the, it's a blessing that we're able to have these researchers to have the space and have the grant work um, and these extension agents to have um, the autonomy to figure out what are and assess what are these problems that the state of Georgia is facing now? What are the problems they're going to face in 30 years, 50 years? And then we're able to um, have have the resources for our college to address some of the problems that we may not even know are coming in the future. Um, so we're able to be the research and development arm for the state. Um, we are also in a position where because agriculture is the number one industry for Georgia, we um, are very, very acutely aware that we have to attract the, attract the best and brightest. So um, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say I think we genuinely do have the, one of the, some of the top world class faculty members at CAES. And so 
for the state of Georgia to have direct access to those types of researchers is, is um, it's really incomparable. Um, and then I would say the the third kind of piece of that is the talent pool that we're fostering. So we have students that are leaving undergrad or graduate programs and going, sh- I mean, straight into these really impressive jobs and helping to fill that job market that's so competitive. And so without CAES, I think Georgia would fall behind on that talent pool. Obviously, Georgia is nicknamed the Peach State for a reason, but it should be known for so much more than that. After interviewing both of our guests, we learned that the state of Georgia is a top producer of a number of other crops and animals as well. But not only that, it wouldn't be able to thrive the way it does without the College of Ag here on UGA's campus. With those three pillars, we have research with finding sustainable methods to feed and fuel the world, teaching with requiring students to participate in ag-specific experiential learning programs, and extension with outreach to the state and showing the presence that CEAES has in every county. I really loved this episode because when we decided to do this podcast and we were trying to identify these different industries, we knew that agriculture was going to be an episode because um, it is the top industry in the state of Georgia. We didn't know what we were getting into, even though we knew that obviously we're going to have an episode about agriculture, but we were like, what is it even going to be about? I don't really know anything about the industry. And it ended up having so much more substance to it and weight to it than I was expecting. Like, honestly, the interview that we had with Dr. Johnson was one of the most interesting interviews to me. And my favorite part about it was how passionate she was about the industry. It made it really easy to get invested in this industry that I'd never really thought twice about. And it really made me realize, you know, I'm going to the grocery store and I'm realizing like, oh, this is from Georgia. This is from Georgia. This is from Georgia. Instead of just kind of looking at the peaches and being like, oh, that's our thing. Like, no, there are so many other things that are our thing. Yeah, I think she did have that different perspective because, as we mentioned a few times throughout the episode, she grew up very close to that industry and mm-hmm. like, like seeing farmers um, firsthand what they do every day because her father was one. But she knew from the very beginning, you know, like where her food came from mm-hmm. and the other ways that the agriculture implements itself into our everyday lives. But, you know, not everybody realizes that if you don't grow up on a farm if you don't Mm -hmm. you know live in South Georgia and you're close to where these crops and animals are raised and produced then you really don't realize you know like you said without it you know we would not be able to feed ourselves clothe ourselves really do anything so it made me think back to how my family would always go to this farmer's market back home every single Saturday like all of spring and all of summer and there were all these local growers and I Mm -hmm. loved it because everything we got was so fresh and it was whatever was in season and it was always so exciting because it's like oh we're going to show up and what kind of stuff are they going to have for us to Mm -hmm. get and I don't think I ever connected the dots between like that kind of experience versus just going to the store because it's so strange how you just show up and it's there yeah and you're like I don't know where it's from (laughs) I don't know how it got here you just like know that it's going to be there because it's yeah. so normal to have that kind of grocery store experience when you grow up in the suburbs of Atlanta. Definitely. But there's so much more behind the scenes that I never even took the time to consider. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how like this is people's like entire mm-hmm. lives. Like they're so passionate about it. And it's really cool to yeah. see the way that they care so deeply about it and affect so many people's lives personally. Yeah, exactly. And even Cassie Ann Kagan mentioned, you know, she did not study anything related to agriculture while she was at UGA she did 
international affairs in Spanish. Mm -hmm. But she knew that when she graduated, she wanted to do something that was going to truly impact the world and make a Mm -hmm. difference. Um, And once this role came up with CAES, she -hmm. realized that, you know, her talent for communicating and telling stories with this industry that, you know, makes a difference in so many people's lives and our lives wouldn't be the same without it. And she has really, you know, thrived in this role because she's able to tell these stories the right way about an industry that everybody needs to know about. Because everyone has to eat. Yep. Like it has to come from somewhere. And I think so many of us just take that for granted where it comes from because we're just so used to it being there and being so convenient. Mm -hmm. And we don't even bother to think about the story behind what we're putting in our bodies. Yeah, exactly. that's really cool. Yeah. Well, special thank you to both Dr. Laura Perry Johnson and Cassie Ann Kagan. Like we said, even though they both worked for UGA, we still feel like, especially Dr. Johnson being the associate dean for extension, she has seen, I mean, firsthand with her childhood, but even now working for the university and going all around the state to these extension offices and Mm -hmm. seeing what's going on with the farmers and what's going on with, you know, the problems that they're facing and what they can do about it. We really feel like we understand, Mm -hmm. you know, what it's what the industry is like in the state of Georgia, but then bringing it back home to UGA and, you know, those specific areas that Cassie Ann touched on in her interview of how CES, you know enables this industry to thrive but thank you to both guests for being willing to do these two interviews we learned so much and we're really excited for next week we're going to dive into another area which is marine conservation so stay tuned for next week um yeah thank you guys from the new media institute at the university of georgia thank you for listening to the georgia on your mind podcast a series that explores the relationship between the state of georgia and the university that lives within the heart of it Tune in next week as we explore another area of expertise in Georgia.